everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And in this case, we are talking to Julie Steller, and she is making cool things and has been making cool things for some time. And we have an update on her business because she's just moved and expanded. Julie, you probably don't even know this, but during the pandemic, I drove to your house and I bought cloth masks from your front porch. Oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> I, uh, I, it was beginning in the pandemic and masks were in short supply and you do what smart, awesome makers do and like find a niche and just keep going. And I went to your house over and I think Powderhorn was your neighborhood. And I like had oh, to like, are. yeah, yep. I had to like go up on your porch and I put the money in your mailbox and it was so like sweet and organic and helpful. I bought a bunch of masks for a lot of people I knew. And I've always wanted to like run into you to tell you like, Julie, I bought masks at your house. Thank um, you. That's just great. Wasn't that amazing? Yes. Yeah. Think of it. We couldn't find masks anywhere. Nothing was open. Nobody had them. There was even a while we couldn't get elastic for those of us that were making them. We couldn't find elastic. So crazy. That was a wild ride. Yes, it really was. So here we are today and you are making lots of things and you've moved into this new space. Is it, what is the, is it Waterbury building on Jackson street in the create catering building? You guys yes. are kind of on the front of it. So yep. get us caught up on what's happening. Well, after the wild uh, days of face masks, you know, we wondered, will we ever be able to go back to our repurposed wool products? But that January, finally, you could find face masks everywhere. And so we didn't need to keep making them. And we switched back to our repurposed wool products. And I have to say, my team was so happy to be doing their creative work again, but they were real troopers during that season of um, the early days of COVID. So yeah, we went back to wool and we've been making mittens and hats and coats ever since. And um, we were always a little bit squashed in our space. As a matter of fact, when we first wanted to, when I first moved out of my house, one of the non-negotiables was that I wanted windows because I'd been in the basement. Yeah. Well, I found out in short order, I couldn't afford windows. <laughs> and so we moved into a really great little space inside Waterbury building, but it was an inside space. There was no daylight and, um, about, I don't know, two, three months ago, we started thinking about this other space and expanding. And one of the reasons, which we can talk about later, one of the reasons I felt like we could make this jump is that we had now have a booth at the state fair. And so anyway, this was available and we looked at it and I just thought, oh my word, could we really do this? And we did it. <laughs> and you did. And so you, will you be in the grandstand? Is that where your booth will be? Okay. We're, where will your booth be? we're in the international bazaar. Wow. So we have a Scandinavian booth. And I tell you, as a good old Minnesota girl that grew up going from the time I was born and dragging all my kids, uh, all their years of living under my roof, I... I'm so thrilled to be in the state fair. And the International Bazaar is a perfect place for you. And like I remember my mom would take me there 
when I was little and we would buy those Afghan sweaters. Sure. And uh, that was like the big thing to go to the state fair and get your itchy wool sweater. (laughs) We may be using a higher quality of wool, which does reduce its itchiness. (laughs) Yes. Um, But we have lots of other things too. Well, and that's what's interesting too about your location here. Um, My daughter works at the Abel Burger Truck right around the corner. No. you have like other Scandinavian items in the store. You have like a little tiny retail outpost, which is kind of cute there too. Yep, we did. In our other space, I always wanted to have a little store where people could come in, not just have it be a workshop. Yeah. So in our other one, we had a space that was probably the size of my kitchen, um, which isn't very big. So now we've got in this space, which is on the other side of Waterbury. So we face... Broadway and Jackson. Um, And so we've got windows on all sides and the whole front of our studio is a, is a workshop or is a little store for people to come in. It's a really beautiful space. Yeah. It's so great. And every day we come in and the light streaming in, it's such a happy place to work. I just can't believe it. I'm so grateful. It really makes a difference too. When you work in a dark, because I worked at a printing company that I owned and I was in a dark interior office in the interior of the building. And as soon as I stopped working every day in that environment, I was like, wow, light is really important. It really is. And, you know, we're choosing colors. We're putting colors together all the time. And so this week was the first week since we moved in that I chose sweaters to package together that'll get cut for mittens. Each pair of our mittens has three sweaters. So we have the primary really beautiful one and then the solid ones that go on the palms. And just doing that next to a window, it it just was amazing. It was so, so great. And then we have all this space. So I tie them together and I'm pitching them on the floor and I uh, had sweater bundles all over. It wasn't one of our open store days, but just having so much space and the light, it was awesome. But yeah, it feels different every day when I come into work. Did you find that during the pandemic there was, because one of the things that happened is the amount of people cleaning their closets was like crazy (laughs) and people were getting rid of everything and donating it, were you able to get more supply of product because of the donations? You know, it's funny. No, because I did not go into a thrift store for that whole year. Okay. So I didn't. But I did once we got, you know, eight weeks before the fair, we got the invitation. So we were scrambling. And because I hadn't bought any sweaters, we were really low as far as, you know, people probably look and say, how can that number of sweaters be low if they look at how many I have hung in here? But you got, it's not just the numbers, they've got to work color-wise. So you need a really big assortment. And um, so we did a little call for sweaters. And uh, we said, ah, we got into the state fair, we need your help. We'll pay $5 for every sweater you bring us. Doesn't matter if it has holes or coffee dripped on the front. And, uh, and $25 for a Nordic. And, oh, it was so much fun. People brought in sweaters. And, oh, it was great. We heard lots of stories. One lady had 
determined she was going to make mittens many years ago. So she started collecting sweaters and collecting and collecting. (laughs) And so the first day she came, she brought me 25 gorgeous sweaters. And then uh, when we were done and we're chatting and, you know, about that, this will feel good not to have all these in her house telling her, you know, she was a failure because she never made the mittens. Right. But um, she said, as she's leaving, I might have some more. And she came back on Monday with 31 more. Wow. <laughs> so she was my hero. <laughs> so yeah, we always take donations to, you know, I, I get a couple times a week, somebody will bring me something. A lady named Rosemary brought me four sweaters on Saturday when we were open. And what oh, do you I call a Nordic sweaters. sweater? Something that's been made in Norway or Sweden or Denmark. Yeah. So they really have to be an authentic Scandinavian made sweater. And then they get labeled, you know, this is a Nordic. We have a separate uh, line of mittens that are just authentic um, Nordic sweaters or Nordic mittens. A lot of times the Scandinavian stores nab those before we can get them onto our website or, uh, or onto our, our, you know, taking to sales or something. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're at the state fair, how does that, like, are you out there every day and are you restocking every day? Like I know for food vendors, it's just crazy town. Is it like that being a maker too? Yeah, probably not like food where you got to bring in your fresh groceries every day, but wow, it, it, I don't think I've ever worked so hard in my life. And, and I didn't know what I was doing. So that probably made it yeah. <laughs> maybe some extra energy expended, but no, I feel like we pulled it off. And so we, what will happen this year is that I don't think I'll have to be there every day, but I felt like I needed to, to just see what it was like, but I did go home in the afternoon and take two Tylenol and a big glass of water and lay down and slept like a rock for an hour. And then I came back. Yeah. Well, and that's now hard. my whole team, we all get it now. We all get yeah. how it works. And so I won't have to be there so much because I have that? an amazing group of women that just love it as much as I do. Well, and when we talked last time, there was a huge shortage of sewers. Are you finding that there's more sewers? Um. I have never experienced a shortage. As I've added products, I will say to my team, do do you know anybody that would like to sew? Because it is a little unique. You have to be kind of an experienced seamstress because it's not like you're sewing, except I shouldn't say that with face masks, you were sewing the same thing on the same kind of material every day. Right. But with sweaters, it's always different. You need to have some experience. But usually by word of mouth, or if I've gone on something like this, someone will hear it and say, ooh, I'd, I'd like to work for Stellar Goods. And they'll reach out for, to me. Then I keep it on a list. And so I have three sewers that I've hired in the last 18 months that were people that reached out to me. Wow. And they're, so just, they're just brilliant. They're yeah. just so great. But it's, you know, it's kind of unique. You have to, it's a different kind of, different kinds of products. And also you're working at home. Um, you have to be able to come and go deliver and pick up. Um, but of course, those are the benefits too. It's totally flex. And uh, so all your stores are retired ladies 
And but so, several are younger young women that are either adding to another job or they just need part time work. Maybe they've got kids at home. I mean, I've got our team is made up of every every kind of uh, kind of life spot you can think of. So all your sewers are working from home. Yes. Yep. So tell I have me one how assistant. that works. I have one assistant, Kalia, who works in the shop with me and she does all the shipping and she can also sew up a storm so she can kind of do everything. And then um, all the other team, they all work at home. So um, so they'll come in. I have one lady that does almost all the cutting. So she's the wonder girl and uh, she will She'll take all those bundles of sweaters I told you about. She takes those home. She cuts the mittens. They come back in little stacks with their palms and their backs and their cuffs. And then the two mitten ladies come in and pick up those stacks, pick up the fleece that someone else has cut. And then they go home. And in a week or two, they come back with a bin of mittens. And then we choose the buttons and the button lady comes and picks them up and she sews those buttons on the mittens and then brings them back in. And then they're finally done. I love it. It's one of the reasons we have so few seconds is because there's so many eyes on each product, but everybody loves their part of the job. You know, so the cutting lady will come and say, oh, these are so beautiful. And then the mitten gals will say, oh, this batch was so great. Um, One day, the gal that does the cutting looked at a stack of mittens on the table that were waiting for their buttons. And she said, oh, my children, I knew you would turn out well. (laughs) You guys sound like jolly little elves. We kind of are. We do a lot of laughing, but we also, you know, it's, this is, it's human work. We do a lot of sharing of our lives too, and bearing one another's burdens. I mean, it's like, it's the best. Yeah, Julie, you are the best. I love talking to you. I just, you have such a great energy and I can't wait to see you out at the fair this year. Congratulations on the new space. How did the open house go? It was great. Yeah. And the comment I kept hearing was, it feels happy in here. See, yes. So happy people breed happy spaces and happy mittens, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's Julie Stellar. Yeah, Stellar Goods. You can buy mittens online or you can find them in a lot of local stores or you can find them at the state fair. I'm trying to think of where I picked up my latest pair. Oh, you're sweet. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think though. Was it maybe like Midtown Global Market? Did someone have some? Well, I used to be in the Scandinavian store there, but they're closed now. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Shoot. And, you know, locally, I'm at Norway House and Ingebrigtsen's, and I um, usually digs carries my stuff during the yep. winter. So. Yeah, you can okay. find us. But now you can come in and find us here. In the happiest in the store Netflix. ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to talk with you, Julie. Thanks for being a guest on the Makers yeah. of Minnesota podcast. Oh, thanks so much. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.